two dudes getting set up by the king, this is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, the man of a thousand podcasts, it is Kyle. Funny you should mention that, Brian, because I'm just about to start a new one about my favorite Adam Sandler characters. It's Bobby Boucher on Arrival. Bobby Boucher on Arrival. <laughs> How dumb can you be? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Nobody talks about the water. We, we discuss a lot about the water boy, Billy Madison. <laughs> Bobby Boucher. It's, a, it's an intellectuals podcast. Intellectuals podcast fair 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 see i've thought about all these different words that rhyme with play and i was like oh man i know like so many things that you guys are gonna bring and you keep bringing things that i haven't thought of yeah yeah i uh i've i'm going pretty deep Bobby Boucher. <laughs> well, I know, I know, Sev's going to come up with something pretty basic, and so I don't want to, I don't well, want to overlap a basic with something guy. he'll say. He, basic guy, basic country. That's why we left. So, um, <laughs> Bobby Boucher on arrival should be good. Special shout out to Occam Slazer for the music I hear today during the show. Go check him out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen listen to us on a drops quick rating and review really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow and remember we are on patreon now as well patreon.com forward slash rpg era check out our tiers see what we're doing and if you feel inclined toss us a couple bucks each month if not continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload hp forks wonders as well and of course special shout out to current executive producers jexx and zanku all right uh, apologies for last week's episode going up extremely late. I just didn't get a chance. Last week was really busy for me, actually, after, each day after work. Um, I was acting as, like, manager the entire week last week, and I was I was swamped and tired. So, apologies for last week's episode. Hopefully this one will go up a little bit sooner. Kyle, as we move into current conditions, we have three things to talk about. One of them, the one at the end, is going to be real brief. But uh, I want to kick things off because you were talking in another Discord server that we are a part of yesterday and i think even today as well it looks like <laughs> yeah yeah um it seems like there's some uh what would what's the word you would use not like is it like reinvigoration is that even revival, a word yeah. revival it, yeah um uh, of League of Legends. Yeah, revival of the interest of League of Legends, at least amongst my friend group. But I know that um, a lot of other people I know have been kind of jumping back in again. And that's because of a new game mode that they just recently recently released. Did it just come ago. out? Okay, it was like a so week it ago. Did. Yeah, it's it called did. Arena. Yeah. And this is, you know, I played League of Legends for years and years and eventually uh, had to win myself from that teat and uh it was tough because it's a very addicting game it's a lot of fun to play with your friends but it's also a very toxic game and you can find yourself uh really hating the time that you spend in league of legends if you have a bad night with it you know and so as i grew older and my available time to play video games slowly decreased i just decided that league of legends wasn't worth that time anymore and i played it for years i had my time with it and i was done but this new game mode arena is it's a 2v2v2v2 format so four four teams of two and you have a round robin tournament where the two of you battle uh, another team of two and then you battle another team and, and you know these four teams can compete against each other that way until there's a 
Victor. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it it combines, um, it, you know, it, it, it focuses on the parts of League of Legends that I found the most fun, which was the team battles and the, okay. and the fighting with yeah. a friend. Uh, and gets rid of all of the tedium of being in lane phase, killing minions, um, trying to rush towers. And those things are all fun as well for a long game when you have fun and you have a good game and you win, right? But it can also be 40 minutes of just awful, awful slog if you lose and you have teammates that are no fun to play with. So this is a much, much faster paced game. Each match takes about 10 to 12 minutes in my experience and you can hop in. They, they, you know, there's this, there's this weird little arena that they set you all in and then you get matched up against a team. And you've got to go play with your teammate against these other two. And once two people are dead, game over. You go back to the waiting room until the next match starts. You can also spectate if you end early, if, if your match happens to end really fast or your round ends really fast. You can spectate one of the other rounds that are going on. And Do the rounds happen simultaneously or like, so there's yes. four. Yes, okay, I was going to say, because there's four teams of two. Like, do they just, I was going to say, you're in the same arena. Do they pick two of the teams and then you guys fight while the other two watch? But again, that would kind of be cool too, but apparently that's not the case. Yeah, no, no, you fight while the other two teams are fighting as well. Um, every now and then, though, a team will be eliminated. They just, their point total is so low that they cannot come back. And so they're eliminated their fourth place and you've got three teams left. And one of the teams does have to sit and watch the other team battle it out. So um, it, it really is a lot of fun. It's it's much faster paced and it plays a little bit differently than regular League of Legends does. Because, it doesn't sound like it has any MOBA components. Yeah, there's there's no MOBA. It's just a it's just an arena. You know, take out the take out the towers and the lanes and everything else. You're just battling each other. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. It's because I like the actual combat and mechanics of League of Legends. This is a kind of a nice mixture of those things. Now it does a couple extra things. Every round you get some gold and everybody buys something. You do get a little bit of extra gold if you are winning. And so winning grants you a little extra gold that you can buy like a consumable item with. And that consumable item is only good for the next round or something. And it does give you a small bonus, but really it boils down to how good are you and your teammates synergizing with each other? How good are the champions that you chose synergizing? Uh, and are you using, you know, the walls and bushes and the and the structure, the architecture of this arena effectively to win this battle? Uh, there is a if you you cannot run forever it the there is a cloud of damage that slowly shrinks in size and, and until you are standing on top of each other right in the middle of the arena. So, uh, you know, kind of like a battle royale would. Yeah, but it makes sure that the the matches move along quickly and there's. A couple other perks that they give you every couple of rounds, those perks make a huge difference on the game. Players are healing way more than they normally would, or they are doing uh, weird abilities that typically they shouldn't. They they are just enough to tip the scales in, in one or the other team's favors, I think, sometimes. Uh, but it also adds a little bit of spice to the gameplay, something a little bit different. I've seen a lot of positive feedback about this uh, game mode from a lot of people. Like I said, I jumped back in, a lot of my friends jumped back in, and it seems that the community overall is enjoying this change of pace for League of Legends. And it's, like I said, it's much lower stakes, but much more high-octane, constant battling, which is the fun part of League of Legends for me. And it, honestly, after three-plus years of not playing, it drew me back in. Were you still good after three years of not playing? No, gosh, I was, I'm very rusty. And and I've okay. won, I've, I've maybe won two or three rounds so far out of the 12 that I've played. 
So, which which is when you think about it, four teams each round, right? You should expect about a twenty five percent win rate. Yeah, uh, so well, that's not bad. Yeah, so not terrible. Um, I'm not nearly as good as I used to be, but I'm I'm starting to get a feel for it again. They've released probably ten to fifteen champions since the last time I played, and I have no idea what any of these guys do. So that's kind of that's kind of frustrating when there there's characters bouncing around all over the place or you know hopping over walls. I don't know what they're doing, and uh, <laughs> usually usually they get the better of me for that. So um. It's, it's fun, and, and you get in some really weird situations where, you know, this team, you know, Team A can beat Team B, and Team B can beat Team C, but Team C is beating Team A every time they match up against each other. And so we had a match last night where it finally got down to two teams that were tied. And you had to win two games to win, right? And we won the first one, and then the other team won the next one. And then we won the next one, and then the other team won the next one. And we went back and forth like this six or seven times, trading wins. So it it doesn't end in a tie, yeah. Yeah, until one of us had enough points to win. So it's you get in these really kind of neat situations like that where, you know, it was really evenly yoked. They were really, really good battles, and that's super exciting. Nice. I don't think it's enough to draw me in because I've never no, been interested if, in League of Legends. It, yeah, so. if League of Legends isn't something that you're already interested in, I'm not sure that it's something that w- it would like bring you in and interest you, especially because there's 160-something champions, and you would have to learn them all. I mean, you really do. you got to know what they do. Are they going to jump over this wall? Are they going to bomb you from this bush? You know, what What do I need to do against this champion? You have to know their skills and their abilities and, and what they look like so that you can identify those things uh, in order to be effective at this game. And so it, it does favor people that are already familiar with the game and have played it for a long time and know how to strategize against those things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the unfortunate things about League of Legends is just how many characters they do have for you. It's to too far from. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, But it keeps the game fresh and the game, the game continues to thrive you know so um i i don't know how long i'll stick with it but my friends were playing i was playing i was having fun with it i'll probably jump in today and play a few rounds because i was having such a good time i will be there when they release the inevitable mmorpg for league of legends absolutely you betcha you and me both yep i will be there for that i will definitely check that out and hopefully it'll be good they've created such a cool world man the the character building and the world building that riot games has done in i think they call it runeterra is their world it is yeah there was, there was a side off or side spinoff game called I think Legends of Runeterra or something I think like that. So that their, would make sense. That's their card game, I think. Oh, okay. Legends of Runeterra is the card game, and then Team Fight Tactics is the auto chess, the auto battler. And uh, and then a bunch of smaller story games like yeah yeah Mage Seeker. Like the, yeah Mage Seeker and Blade of the or Legend of the Ruined King or whatever that was called uh and and they've got a fighting game coming out as well I believe so nice nice actually I think I remember that but I don't think we've seen anything on it oh I, think they announced I don't it think like so a year or two ago yeah. they announced it along the, along the same time that they announced like everything else that they were doing they, right they announced, it was a couple like, years ago I feel like yeah. yeah I think it was called Project L at the time something like that sounds I should, familiar I should yeah. look I'll do a quick Google search. That sounds familiar. While you do that, I'll go ahead and uh, move into the game that I said I would talk about last week on the show, or last time on the show, I should say. Uh, and that is a small little indie game from Ishtar Games called Lakeburg Legacies. Now, I had this ranked at number seven on my Thunderdome list for Q3 2023. 
And I was excited for this game, dude. I was really, really intrigued by the concept, by the art style, by the relationship building, and by the kingdom building. Because it was combining a lot of things that I find interesting about games, right? I like relationship building in RPGs or visual novels. Like, I always get into that kind of stuff. And... I love town building mechanics. That's why I talk about that all the time with like Nino Kuni and Dark Cloud. They're two of my favorite franchises that do it, both from level five. But I really like town building mechanics. So Lakeburg Legacy sounded like a slam dunk to me. And I was really, really excited to to jump into this where you basically are playing as this overarching. I don't want to call them a god, but um, you kind of are because overlord. you overlord, whatever. Yeah, you are because you're not playing as any of the characters in the game, right? Like you are just there to determine who shows up in Lakeburg, like in the village, who ends up with who in terms of relationships ships and that's pretty much it so unfortunately I don't like this game and I don't think it actually is that fun it can be fun at times but for the most part everything that it talks about doing it does but on an extremely basic level so I get in And, you know, you start out with just like one thing built and no houses and you have you have these people that move in and you have to assign one of them to become the person that works at like the the wood cutting lodge or something like that. So you can start generating wood to build additional houses and buildings. And I assigned the person there and they're like, "Okay, well, I didn't realize that the game was not moving. I was like, this is taking forever. Um, So when you start out, the game is always paused. So I started the game and then I started generating wood and then I go and build a house and then I look at my map and I can't find the house. I was like, okay, where's the house? So the residential district does not exist in the game. Okay. Like it exists in the menu where it says there's houses there, but they don't exist in the world. And that instantly turned me off. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's rather strange. What? That's kind of a strange choice. Like, as you build buildings that matter, and your houses you would think should matter, but as you build different structures like a painting studio or a farm or a rodent nest or anything like that that you can pick from on, like, the main building lumberjack lodge, things like that, like, these types of buildings are the ones that appear in Lakeburg. And as you unlock one, when you start out, your little settlement that is only, you know, two two buildings big is just surrounded by trees. And you zoom out and you could see there's like this massive world and land that you can eventually take over with buildings. But it's the only the buildings that actually serve a purpose. Again, right. you would think houses serve a purpose. You'd think so. But in they a game don't. like this. Yeah, they don't. So when you go into the residential like sub menu, you can see the windmill in the background of like the houses. So I've pretty much pinpointed where I think the houses are supposed to be on the land, but they're not there. Uh, It's a really odd design choice. I feel like they should have at least had like a residential district or something like that. As you build houses, new ones appear. Um, But that's not the case. And like I said, that instantly turned me off because I felt like 
well, damn, they really took the easy way to do this. Right. Like they they just kind of made what is going to affect the land appear in the land and anything else. It doesn't matter. Now, the relationships, the other aspect of the game that I. Oh, and you have no control, by the way, of where things go. So there's no town building. OK. Um, Which kind of made me sad. Right. Like it's still town building, I guess, because you are picking what you want to build next. But realistically, the game forces you into a specific order because you start out with, again, like the uh, the lumberjack lodge that allows you to cut down trees and generate wood. And then the next building, the only there's only one building you can build after you have wood. So I built that building and that one generates. I forget what it was, but whatever that building generates, the next building you can unlock takes wood and whatever that building produces. Sure. And it trickles down from there. So it's not like you can just build whatever you want. If you have the available material, you technically can. But the available material is not there until you have built a previous building that requires a previous material yeah yeah so there is a forced order that you have to basically unlock everything probably what and i i will say i dipped out after a couple hours so i didn't make it super far in to see if multiple buildings will open up later on um, and i don't know that i will return to this until maybe they make some changes i know they've been listening to player feedback uh it's not just me the game sitting at a 62 on open critic Ooh, yeah yeah, not as good as we'd hoped. No, not at all. But the relationship building is enjoyable for the first few times because it's basically you pick whoever is single in your village and then you have two choices. They can either go on a date with somebody else that is single in your village or you can look outside the village. And the game will generate random characters that are suitable for this particular character. And each person in the game has likes and dislikes, you know, traits that make them unique. And their potential partners also have traits. And you can see, like, well, how compatible would these people actually be? And I think that's kind of cool. And then you determine who they want to go on a date with. And then you have three sections of the date. And each one, you have to make a choice as the character that you initially picked, right? So that's like the only time you're kind of playing, quote unquote, as somebody in the game. Okay. And the choices basically are trying to get this person to fall in love with you. Um, so I did okay. Um, the first time I completely screwed it up and they still matched because there was nobody else in the village, so they still got married. Um, but if you fail it, the person that you're going on a date with, right, you you might not able be able to put them into a marriage. Um, but they give you different scenarios. Like there was one that I had, they went on a boat in a lake. It's just the art style is really nice in this game. The visuals are super pleasing. I really like the way that they designed the the palette in this one like I don't know it's kind of cool and like I said just the art style is kind of cool but eventually it just became well damn I just have to pick three choices and see what happens so once they get married you put them in a house the houses don't appear on the map and eventually they will have a kid and the kid when it's born doesn't start with any relationship traits not even with their mom and dad which is also really odd that's weird yeah yeah so the kid has to then form a relationship with his parents and that's about as far as I got was a couple of my families having children and seeing those children get a little bit older and then I was like I am bored like this is not fun <laughs> 
that's such a bummer, man, because it's so a great I idea saved, for I a saved game. and left. I saved and left, yeah. and I, I will revisit it as updates come in, but I was bored after just the first few hours doing the basic gameplay mechanic hooks that they put in there, right? Town building, quote unquote, because it's not really town building, and relationship management. Two things I was really into and still am and was looking forward to, and I don't think they did them that well. It could be fun for a little while, but I don't think it's worth the price of admission right now. It's not on sale anymore like it was when I picked it up. It's now $23. Uh, I don't think it's worth that price. Yeah, it's frustrating because it is such a good idea and it's a pretty game. I think the art is very cool for this game and something that I was pretty interested in, but uh, th- not if it's not if it's not going to be fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I would avoid this one for the time being. Like I said, uh, Steam, it's sitting at mixed reviews. Like it's, it's not doing well. So I know the developers are going to be going in there and making some changes and trying to appeal to people that did buy the game as well as, you know, try to make some positive changes to further get additional sales in the future. Because as it stands right now, people look anything up on this game. It's largely negative and largely people just telling you to stay away. So um, I hope it gets good in the future. And I think they could make a lot of positive changes. But if they don't, the game's dead, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. So that's too bad. Yep, yeah, it's too bad. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. And then before we get out of current conditions, I do want you, Kyle, briefly to talk about just how you feel on the game that you were actually playing before we clicked record on this show, Pikmin 4, because uh, in about a week or so, week and a half... Somewhere in that time frame, there will be a bonus episode of BG Mania posting where you and I will go more in depth on the game. So yeah. give us a little brief taste on how you oh, feel about boy. Pikmin 4. You know, I had Pikmin 4 at number two on my Thunderdome yeah, list. Yeah, you're Pikmin Mania. I, um, I caught some heat for it. Everybody, uh, everybody called me stupid. Yep. I, I don't know dumb. that we actually, called, I don't know. They I don't called know me called ugly. You, you all called yep. me ugly for it. Yeah, that's probably true. You told me I. Told I, you didn't have any muscles. Yeah. Told me that no one loved me um mm-hmm. and i just want to say who's laughing now baby it's sitting at like an 89 on open critic i think it's doing really is that, well is that what it's at 89 it, it, it was, was in it the was high 80s yeah it was in the high 80s when i la- it's 88 now so 88. close okay. okay okay well you know it's still good still good still great yeah um I got to say, man, I'm, I've really been enjoying Pikmin 4. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, it is a, it's a fresh evolution in the Pikmin franchise, and I believe it's also been selling very, very well. Um, in fact, I was watching Kyle Bossman on Twitch the other day. And he enjoyed Pikmin 4 quite a bit also and was talking about it and mentioned that the sales numbers for Pikmin 4 so far are above those of Final Fantasy 16, which I thought was bananas. But apparently also not surprising. Also not surprising, to be fair. I see. I don't know. I thought the hype around the hype around FF16 was way higher than Pikmin 4, I thought. But FF16 is a PS5 exclusive. You look at how many switches are in the wild compared to PS5s. Yeah, the adoption rate is going to be the ratio is way higher yes absolutely that's true that's true but um it's been selling really really well and it seems like nintendo's been really pleased about that as well they've they've kind of mentioned that this may become more of a mainstay franchise for them moving forward because 
it continues to surprise them. Every Pikmin outsells the last, and people seem to really enjoy them. These are these are fun, relaxed games. They evolve just enough to feel relevant in the current age. And uh, it's it's not a game that I'm like I have to get through so fast. You know, I'm like trying to trying to push through it every second of the day. I hop in and I play some and I have a great time. My kids are playing it. They're enjoying it. Everybody's enjoying Pikmin Four. I think they did a great job. We are like I like you said though. We're gonna talk a little bit more in depth about mechanics and more deeper thoughts on the game going forward so it, at the bg mania episode yeah so listen so to if that you want to hear cool more thoughts. on that go but check I it think, out i think that 88 percent right on the money for where i would place this game just kind of on a on a scale score i'd give it close to a between an 8.5 and a 9 nice it is still something i get i don't have much interest in it it's something that i could eventually pick up in the future if you don't like pikmin this or... is not like a massive evolution of the pikmin that's what format i'm saying that, like, and i haven't liked pikmin since pikmin one yeah, yeah, I haven't liked it Pikmin is still since Pikmin, Pikmin 1. It's still Pikmin, but it's it's actually pretty fun. I'm I'm enjoying it rather thoroughly. Yeah, I watched a few people playing it on Twitch and just to see, like, man, is this something that I want to jump into? But it didn't seem like it was. It felt like, or at least it felt like I was watching Pikmin because I was. So Right, right. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, tune in to BG Mania later this week or early next week for that bonus episode where you and I will go further in depth. So that will bring us to the end of current conditions. Let's go ahead and take a look at what's coming this week in the seven day forecast. Kyle, we only have four games this week, four games. Only one of them is a big game, but there is one on here that I know you are very, very interested in, and it happens to come out tomorrow. So we'll start with that game, game number one, releasing on Monday to PC, PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, and it will be playable via Xbox Game Pass. It's Venba. Venba is a short narrative cooking game where you play as an Indian mom who immigrates to Canada with her family in the 1980s. Players will cook various dishes and restore lost recipes, hold branching conversations, and explore and explore in this story. Okay, and explore in this story about family, love, loss, and more. That's how you end that sentence. There it was we a we- it was weirdly constructed. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I like that uh, they confirmed because I wasn't sure how long this was going to be. They confirmed it is a short game. So yeah, which uh, is welcome for me. I love these. We've been calling them palate cleansers. I've been yeah. I've been enjoying these recently and game pass uh, is really good for that actually they game give it a pass lot of is those. great yeah, for that i don't want to buy venba but i do want to play venba and i do want to play it for a subscription that i already own and uh i can see myself jumping into this and giving it a quick run through i imagine a game like this probably plays three to four hours in length i was gonna say i can't be it can't be more than four to five hours max yeah, yeah three I, I i'm gonna give it a three and a half hour i would say length, if you get probably. through it in two you might even be able to do so like probably if, you know speed run this and you'll probably get through in an hour right <laughs> once you once you once you learn the recipes this this could be a lot of fun i think the art style is cool we've been seeing it forever yeah. yep it does look so, really cool finally so, here finally here i'll probably put it on the uh, xbox as well tomorrow i have i'm sure for this game it won't be super big in terms of a download so no, it'll be less space. than a gig yeah i already have the space for that i think i have like 10 or 11 gigs available on my series x at the moment <laughs> Game number two, also coming tomorrow, Monday, to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, F1 Manager 2023. F1 Manager 2023 challenges you to manage the F1 team of your choice and on your terms. Start your career as team principal at one of the 10 F1 teams and manage every aspect, from the factory to the garage to the starting grid. Experience broadcast quality presentation as you take your team through practice, qualifying, and a thrilling race day for each race of the season and be 
beyond. I I think the concept of these games are kind of cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's not. They're a game, not interesting. It's not a game for me. me. Yeah. Yeah. None of us had this ranked really high on our. They sell like lists. crazy. They do. They sell really well. Um. We're getting ready I for think F1 this is more Vegas interesting. Right now, are they? Oh yeah, okay, dude, okay. it's it's crazy out there. They they're building like roads that go on top of the regular roads because they need to be perfect for the Formula One cars. Yeah, I know I know people that have tickets to it. They paid like fifteen hundred dollars. Damn, that's a lot yeah. of fucking money. And these are and these are. <laughs> These are just for seats in stands on one of the turns, right? Right. And so you'll see the cars a couple of times. And that's it. 1500 bucks. <laughs> so stupid. Dude, it's uh. crazy. It's Watch insane. it on TV where you see the whole damn thing. The people do uh, the oh my gosh the hotel rooms because it it's it's going to be honestly sick. It's going to be on the strip too, isn't it? Like there's yes. a portion of it. Yeah, that's so yes. crazy. I don't watch Formula One. I will watch this race just because I'm so familiar with the course, obviously. But like they're going down Las Vegas Boulevard, turning. Aren't they off. also going down Koval as well? Yeah, yeah. So they so they turn off on one of the streets, go up Koval. I think they turn onto like Reno or something, and then come back around, and that's the that's the track. Um, it should be, and it, well, this is what F1 does, right? Is they choose really, really cool locations and, and neat areas to have these races in because that's what people want to see. So I'm obviously familiar with the Las Vegas, you know, scenery and architecture and everything. I think it's going to be an amazingly cool track. Very, very cool to watch. Uh, and yeah, right up all, all down the freaking Las Vegas strip. They said, apparently these cars are so freaking loud. I live miles from the strip. You'll hear like, it. You'll hear it. Miles. They said you can hear them across the entire city once they're going you will absolutely hear it that's bananas it's kind of cool, i'll get actually. out there I'll, I'll step outside listen <laughs> i'm excited that's kind of cool yeah yeah and and we've got it for at least the next eight years they signed the contract oh wow so they're gonna have to redo the roads every year for this thing so the the roads that they the roads that they're building my understanding i could be wrong about this they're actually building roads that sit on top of the normal roads right so are those roads going to then be there when they're done no they remove them oh that's so weird yeah these are like special i don't know brian i don't i don't freaking know anything about f1 i watched i was watching the the record like pit stop f1 pit stops they they remove all four tires put four new tires on like two seconds it dude it's like one and a half seconds like meow meow and then they're on their way it's insane it's bananas it's pretty crazy the money that goes into this is insane i would play this if it released on xbox game pass probably just to check it out um, i still probably wouldn't but i probably play. would again because i think this sev said well you don't get to drive the cars when we did thunderdome right that's why he ranked it so low right um i actually think that makes it more exciting for me not driving the cars and just being the the manager of the actual f1 team um if it came to game pass i would play it but otherwise i have zero interest in it i just I, yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't play it, but, you know, sells like crazy. It does. Game number three coming on Wednesday to PC, Thronefall. And there's literally on Steam about a one sentence with like 10 words in it that describes this game. And that's it. A minimalist game about building and defending your little kingdom. That's all it says about this game. But on Steam Sick. DB, there are, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking because there's a reason I grabbed this. On Steam DB, 11,200 people have this wish listed. It is the highest wish listed game releasing this week on Steam outside of the game we're going to mention That's wild. at the end, like next. Yeah. So a lot of people are apparently into this. And like I said, when I construct these lists, I usually look for the games that are most wish listed on Steam 
theme for ones that, you know, I don't know about to put on here. This reminds me of, if you look it up on Steam, it reminds me of that game you and I played several years ago that was a city builder as well um, with, like, shapes, and you did planets. Islanders, I think it was called. Not planets. I think islands. I think it was called Islanders, right? Yeah. Was it called Islanders? Looks similar to that. That game was dope. Except you are building and defending a kingdom. So it's kind of like that meets, I guess, Lakeburg Legacies. But here, it does look like you are placing the buildings down before you get attacked by an invading army that you have to fend off. So this looks kind of neat. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this looks kind of neat. I'm looking at it. It does look cool. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll play it anytime soon, but it looks kind of neat. There is a demo available, so anyone that wants to can check it out. And then our last game, our fourth and final game releasing this week, also on Thursday, coming to PC. It is the full release. The game has been in early access for like three years now, but it is the full release of Baldur's Gate 3. Gather your party and return to the Forgotten Realms in a tale of fellowship and betrayal, sacrifice and survival, and the lure of absolute power. Mysterious abilities are awakening inside you, drawn from a mind flayer parasite planted in your brain. Resist and turn darkness against itself, or embrace corruption and become the ultimate evil. From the creators of Divinity Original Sin 2 comes a next-generation RPG set in the world of Dungeons & Dragons. I'm so excited. I really am too. I think this is going to score probably in the low 90s. I think low 90s easily. Low 90s easily. Yeah. Uh, maybe mid 90s honestly. This is going to kill uh everything about this game. Looks like it's going to be wildly successful. I'm excited to see how well it does in the legacy that this game has going forward. It's insane that we've been waiting this long for it and it's finally here. Are you picking it up? Not immediately, no. Uh, I've got Not I've, even for the bear sex? Not even I well, if there's worm sex confirmed, I'm there. It's just uh I've got so much to play right now, man, and this is bear- Bear sex. plus hours. This is a hundred What other game hours. do you have that has bear sex? You tell me right now. The real Dungeons and Dragons. Every Dungeons and Dragons campaign I do has bear sex Didn't in it. Didn't you Thank do a you. D&D campaign like last week? Yeah, last week for a few of the guys that didn't raid, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. It went well. I'm so it went excited great. for this. Awesome. I'm so excited for this game. This should be this should be really freaking great. I think it's going to be, I mean, I think it's going to blow everybody away. I imagine you'll have Venba next week to talk about, right? Hopefully, yeah. If I'm, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Don't. <laughs> I will most definitely be jumping into Baldur's Gate 3 on Thursday. Good. Please do. I will de- I will definitely be starting stream over. Stream it. Are you, are, you, are you getting it on PC? I have it on PC. Oh, that's right. You do. You bought it. You got it on Steam, yeah. I, I've bought it when it was in early access a long time ago. Right. <laughs> I've already, I put 12 hours into early access and then I dipped out. Um, because I knew it wasn't the original game. I just wanted to check it out. So I bought this a long time ago. I don't have to make any additional purchases. I already have it. So I will reinstall it. It'll update probably on Wednesday night or Thursday morning or something like that. And then I will jump in Thursday when I get off work and I will start fresh. I assume your characters are wiped anyway from the early access. I imagine, yeah. Maybe not, but I assume they would be. Uh, No idea what I'm going to play as. No idea. But I think I'm going to take the evil route. I will say that much. So looking forward to it, man. I think this is going to be fun. I will have some things to say on Boulder's Gate three next week on the show pick of the week this week for me is easy it's Baldur's Gate 3 you and me both yep that was simple and it's the only thing that deserves it this week honestly man it's it's gonna be massive like as like you said the chance for it to get into the mid 90s on open critic is not out of the realm of possibility I, I I think it's a I think it's locked in I think this is gonna kill I think it's gonna get several extra points alone from outlets just because of bear sex so absolutely like no, this that's one. actually pr- 10 out 
that's apps. 10 out of 10, baby. No, I actually think there'll be a lot of people that says, oh, it, it tries too hard with this shit and whatever. Just enjoy the game. <laughs> it's going to be a great game. Just enjoy the yep. fucking game. Yep. But that is the end of the seven day forecast. So let's go ahead and jump to the extended forecast before we get on out of here this week. For the release date roundup, we have a couple release dates to confirm. The Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood releases on August 16th. Crossfire Sierra Squad releases on August 29th. That is a PSVR 2 game that I'm just not interested in at all, actually. Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy, releases on August 31st. I am very looking forward to that. Uh, I like the Trine series. I think the artwork and the gameplay in those games are really fun. They're cool. So, yeah, I have been keeping an eye on Trine 5. Monster Hunter Now releases on September 14th. That is a mobile version of Monster Hunter. So zero interest in that, but it is coming, and I think it'll probably be downloaded by millions upon millions of people, because why wouldn't it be? Rin, The Last Child, releases on September 21st. And then, Kyle, potentially one of your game of the years. It's a Switch exclusive, so I know you'll probably pick it up. Fashion Dreamer Woo! releases on November 3rd. That's, that's all me, Fashion Dreamer. Do you boy. remember that one? I think it's... Uh, no, it was in a couple I, couple directs by now, but like you basically are just a fashion designer and putting outfits and stuff together and making people look pretty. Looks like your kind of game. What more could you ask for? Yeah, looks like your kind of game. November 3rd, coming to Nintendo Switch. Fashion dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Had a couple delays as well. Uh, one that actually was just featured in Thunderdome. Life by You has been yep. delayed to March 5th, 2024. So it's no longer coming this year. They decided they needed more time to get it out. And it's still even just early access. That's This is the early access that was delayed. But um, they decided they needed more time to kind of refine their ideas and make them work. So that's fine, right? I think it's smart to delay it if you're not confident as the release date approaches. Uh, give you Give yourself some more time. So... That's probably, yeah, a good choice. One that really broke my heart, Ayudin Chronicles 100 Heroes, has been delayed to Q2 2024. That is the Suikoden spiritual successor yeah, yeah. that was kickstarted several years ago that was supposed to come out initially in, like, 2021 and then was delayed till 2022 and then was delayed till 2023 and now it's been delayed till 2024. Yeah, um, yeah. That I am very disappointed that that has been kicked. We haven't heard anything on the Suikoden remasters from Konami since they were officially announced. Hopefully we get those soon to hold people over, but... But um, very disappointed in that delay. And then a game called Simon the Sorcerer Origins. No idea what that is. But it was initially supposed to come out later this year. It has been delayed to sometime in 2024. All right. See you, Simon. And then looking ahead. See you, Simon. Yep. Simon said, not coming out this year. No, I said, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> next week, dude, we have a pretty interesting list of games releasing next week. And all but one. I am interested in, at least of the ones that I picked. There likely will be more because there are smaller games coming out next week, too. But these ones, even though some of them are smaller, um, I think these all sound really, really fun. So Gord comes out next week, which is a dark fantasy like um, not a town builder, but kind of kind of a town um, builder. Yeah. Yeah. We, we compared it to that war hospital game um, that Sean had no interest or no, it was Sev that had no interest in it. Uh, one of the two in Thunderdome. I think it was Sean. Might have been. Wrestle quest finally releases next week brilliant and i am very very excited for that that's a day one purchase for me i think that will be a lot of fun because seven i will probably talk about that on blood and destroyers as well just because it's a wrestling related game so why wouldn't we 
The only one that I picked that I'm not interested in, I Am Future, comes out next week, which yeah, we've been that, seeing for several years now. That's survival game that looks Yeah. Bad. Yep. Atlas Fallen comes out next week after it was delayed earlier this year. And I think that actually could be kind of fun. And I think it made it way higher in the Thunderdome than I had anticipated it making it. And then the one that I'm most interested in, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Absolute day one purchase for me. Yeah. This looks this looks pretty tight, man. I, I want the soundtrack for this. Yeah. I want to... I don't know that I'll do a bonus episode on this game just because I feel like the game is the music and I don't want to give the music away. But in next month's radio hour, I will almost definitely feature a couple tracks from this game. So the radio hour that posts in August. But yeah, next week should be fun. I think next week's going to be a blast in terms of games. But uh, that'll bring us to the end of the extended forecast. And unfortunately brings us to the end of the show. Nothing else to talk about this week. So Kyle, do you have a PP that you would like to put on the pedestal for today? My personal playlist uh, pedestal pick for the productive uh, procurers of podcasts. Yes. There was an album that released uh, just two days ago on Friday. And it is a live album of one of my favorite artists and somebody who oh, I, I thought you were going to talk be... about Chords Untitled that came out on Friday. What was that? I don't know. Corn finally released a new album and it's untitled. Oh, I don't really like Corn, dude. I know. I know. I try. That's it's the only album I know of that released on Friday, though. <laughs> no, there, there was a few good albums. Uh, there was some big albums this past Friday. Uh, okay. Post, Post Malone had a new album. And, Music anyways. I don't listen to. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there was a live album from somebody who I consider uh, one of the great artists artists of our time maybe before our time but one of the definitely one of the greatest songwriters of all time and that is the good and great Joni Mitchell. Uh, she recorded her live set from the Newport Folk Festival in Newport, Rhode Island last July. Uh, Newport, Rhode Island is a beautiful town that I've had the pleasure of visiting, and I have fond memories nice. in Rhode Island. Uh, my sister lives uh, relatively near to there. She lives in Rhode Island. And uh, besides that, I think that Joni Mitchell is just one of the one of the great artists of all time. She's definitely one of the best songwriters. And there, she, you know, she performed with a few other people on stage, including Lucius and Brandy Carlisle. Uh, but there is a version of uh, one of her best songs, one of my favorite songs from her, A Case of You, uh, featuring Marcus Mumford, the lead singer of Mumford & Sons. Now, I am not a huge fan of Mumford & Sons. I am not a huge fan of Marcus Mumford, but I do uh, respect him as a musician, and I think he does some good work here and there. And I like what they did together with A Case of You. So go listen to it. It's this new live album. From Joni Mitchell with featuring Marcus Mumford from Mumford and Sons from last year at the Newport Newport Folk Festival. It's a case of you. This episode of Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.